the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the show is sponsored by Preferred Towing and Recovery. They're located in Mar- in uh, Lincoln, Christine and Mark, they're just fantastic. Now, they specialize preferred towing and recovery. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, which is repossessions, private property towing services. Call them today, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online at preferredrecovery.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Now, they also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. So call them for a fear offer today. I know you thought, you were going to uh, refurbish it yourself, but why not instead get some cash? Preferred towing, 401-725-8500. Again, they specialize towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, private property towing services. And I'll just tell you firsthand that they are, um, you know, uh, Mark is a unique individual. Is The guy? The guy's just one of the most dependable people I've ever met. He's the type you need him anytime, day or night, seven days a week. 3 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever it is, he's one of those people. He's that reliable, dependable. Preferred towing and recovery. Call them today, 401-725-8500. They want to wish everyone a very happy new year. Again, their website, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. Well, folks, again, I want to wish everyone a very happy new year. This has been quite an extraordinary year that we've all been part of. I want to thank you for uh, supporting the show. You can always visit the website, depetro.com. Uh, we've paid, um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know even know where to begin to try to sum up. I'm not even going to try to this year. There's been so much change. Obviously, um, like many of you, uh, very disappointed with the way things turned out in November with the election. And, I, and it even seems a little unknown. This certainly seems like it's going to drag into 2021. Now, close at home, we're all waiting to see exactly what's going to happen uh, locally, if whether or not Governor Mundo is going to join. If there is, every time I say the Biden administration, people say there is not going to be a Biden. Well, again, unless something changes, there is going to be a Biden administration. But anyhow, you can read about Governor Mundo at the website, depetro.com. We were the ones that first put it up that she certainly is a front runner to be Commerce Secretary. If there is a Biden administration, don't forget depetro.com. Sponsored by Liberty Mobility. They are just terrific. Happy New Year to everyone from uh, Paul and Kathy. Liberty Mobility. You can call them at 401-827-8800. Get back your liberty with mobility. What they do, and they're so terrific, and they're also committed to helping veterans. But this is all about uh, power wheelchairs and uh, power scooters, people in need. And they have a beautiful showroom, by the way. uh, Liberty Mobility, 5 Church Street in West Forward. Uh, again, you can call them. You can link right through at the website, depetro.com. I have a link to them, 401 827 
8800 for Liberty Mobility. So the big news that we want to watch uh, will be um, what's going to happen next week. Next week's a pivotal week. You have the Georgia runoff coming up on Tuesday. And I, I can't stress enough how significant that is. Uh, all eyes are going to be on Georgia. All we can hope for is a Republican blowout. Because if the Democrats win in this and then they control the Senate, uh, things could get pretty dicey. And then Wednesday is when President Trump has requested people to come to Washington. Wednesday is when they're supposed to then certify. And we already have uh, certain people saying they're going to object to uh, Biden being named the next president. So we're going to start off the year, you know, right out of the box. And then locally, again, visit the website, depetro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. If you want to get in touch with me, by the way, that's the easiest way to do it. You can uh, send me an email there. Uh, and also, if you want to advertise in the new year, if you want to be a supporter of the show, uh, it, the news is not ending here, folks. So especially the month of January is there's nothing going to be slow about it. New speaker, things are going to get back underway at the Rhode Island State House. The progressives already making a power move. We're going to watch on the stimulus checks, and then of course, uh, all eyes are going to be on Governor Mundo if, in fact, she is asked, uh, tapped, I should say, to be. Um, part of a Biden administration. We're going to watch on that. You know, I want to just remind you, now over the course of the weekend, there are going to be people celebrating. There are going to be people drinking and driving. If you're in an accident over this New Year's weekend, just remember our friends at West Fountain Auto Body. If your car is ever damaged, I encourage you to call West Fountain Auto Body. Let's get it fixed. 272-3340. Wherever you're listening to me right now, whether you're on AM 1380, or 99.9 FM, or you're listing on the website to petro.com, or maybe you're listing again, you can get it through uh, Google or Alexa. You just say search WNRI. You can also tune in radio app, simple radio app. But I always encourage people to listen on the website to petro.com. But again, if your vehicle was damaged, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. Now, I don't, it's going to be kind of a non-event for New Year's Eve. The vaccine continues, and hopefully they're going to continue to get it out there. And um, the, I, I am, I'm telling you, folks, the first two months of this year, of the new year, I should say, January and February are tough months anyway. They're going to continue to be tough months. So they're going to be very tough months. But as more people get the vaccine and then uh, you start to build up to it, you have a combination of people that had COVID and then they're no longer concerned, and then people that are getting vaccinated we can start to really see the numbers go down. And then it sounds like it could be a rough couple of months in the new year. And then uh, this could be a very, very delightful spring. All right, a lot more ahead. Leave it right here. Happy New Year from the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801 MEGA MEGA professionals 508 336 7801 maybe if you need workers maybe you have workers that won't come back to work you need drivers certified help part time full time maybe weekend work you need the professionals at MEGA professionals let them find the workers for you they screen them all out they send them right over to you serving Rhode Island Massachusetts call them today 508 336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508 336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, 
you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401 521 Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. <clears throat> Always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Time for our legal segment. With us is uh, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. He is uh, our legal expert, which you can, uh, by the way, log on through his website at our website, DePietro.com. It's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off. Um, this hasn't happened yet, but we're already hearing about that in Rhode Island there's going to be this lottery for the marijuana dispensaries, uh, tremendous interest, 10,000 just to apply to be part of it. And then if you're awarded it through lottery, supposedly, um, immediately you have to pony up like 500,000. There's no shortage of people that want in. I, I just wonder the legal aspect of someone that says, listen, we want to get into the game here and, you know, I mean, anytime anyone hears about any type of a lottery system, there have already been a number of people that have invested literally millions in some of these facilities and they haven't been awarded anything. But I'm just wondering if you're hearing much about, eh, I, I would certainly want to be protected to make sure legally that everything is being uh, executed properly in something like this. There, there's not lots of talk in the legal community about this, but it is a bit of a disturbing way to allow businesses to operate. If marijuana is going to be legalized and available for sale without the need of having a medical marijuana card, um, why should it be a lottery? I mean, wouldn't it be free enterprise if you and I want to start a marijuana store in a strip mall once it's legalized? Yeah. Why do we have to be in a lottery? Why do we have to be part of some state uh, procedure that's going to, I guess they want to ensure that there's not so many operators that it's not a profitable business. But this notion of limiting competition and mm. limiting the available licenses, presumably because some of the people who are on the inside track appear to be people with strong connections at the state house. Yes. Um, they want to make sure that there's not so much competition that their millions that they're investing will not be um, undercut. Um, it seems like a complete, completely improper way to operate or to allow the legalization of this type of business. Um, yeah. Uh, but, John, <clears throat> since, since most of the players are connected up at the state house, who's going to push back against it? Right. Nobody. Not, Nobody. Nobody's going to. Yeah. Can you imagine if they were announcing, Tim, that in the state of Rhode Island, there were going to be six liquor stores? I mean, six liquor stores. You could, you and I could get in the car in Providence and we could drive by six liquor stores in about six minutes. Right. There's lots of competition amongst liquor stores. Yeah. And that keeps the prices reasonable. Yeah. And the survival of the fittest is the, you know, the Free operation market. of any capitalist system. Yeah. This, this, manipulation of the ability for businesses to compete um, 
it just seems improper to me. I mean, oh. if you if you're a capitalist, you don't like the idea of a lottery and limiting the number of businesses that can compete. It. Yeah, I would um, I would agree with that, Tim. Before we move on to some of the local local stories, I'm just wondering if you've seen or heard anything. Uh, both Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood still continue to talk an awful big game, but um, we still uh, we have not seen. I haven't seen or come across anything uh, other than that would you know give us pause that perhaps there's something in the works to overturn this election. Uh, John, I, I don't see that there's any hope of the president or his team overturning the election. Um, time is short. Um, certainly, after the first of the year, yeah. things are going to move quickly. Sidney Powell has talked an enormously big game and produced nothing. All she's managed to do is make herself the target of litigation, which is ramping up. There's a yeah. gentleman who works for Dominion who is suing Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and One American News and Newsmax and other news outlets, basically on the same grounds looking for money that uh, Nick Sandman That's got right. money against the New York Times and CNN. It's the exact opposite, but the same theory. This, it's a little off your question, but, you know, the Trump team has, I think, played out the string they did not win. They didn't find a judge who would entertain their prayers for relief. Um, right now, there's one other, um, I think, really futile run being made by uh, Louis Gohmert, who's yep. a Texas congressman, who is attempting to get in league with um, the state of Arizona to challenge the votes of the Arizona electors at the Electoral College, and they're trying to get um, Vice President Trump to go along with this and not recognize the electors from Arizona who would yeah. be voting for Mr. Biden, but rather would like for the Trump um, electors to be recognized. Um, it's not going to happen. No. Pence isn't going to go along with it. And if Pence did go along with it, there'd be riots around the country. I, th I think that the president appeared to have a strong point about fraud. You can yep. think it. I can think it. But they have not produced the appropriate quality or quantity of evidence to get any judge to really give it much time of day it's really been dismissed almost out of hand um if something like that happened it would be a reverse steal right i mean fine in 2016 the democrats said that trump stole the election through right. the russians well that wasn't true now trump is saying that biden stole the election because of um, election fraud well that may or may not be true but if Trump somehow wrestled the presidency back from Biden, I think you would see uh, oh, cities yeah. burning around the yeah. country for the next four years. That doesn't mean it, whether it's right or wrong, we should be worried about the threat of that. But <laughs> it's not going to happen. And, and it seems to me, too, if the president wants to preserve his legacy or preserve his ability to run, perhaps in 2024, um, Enough is enough of this. Even if you think he's right, and even if a lot of people think he's right, and even if people will go to their grave thinking that this election was stolen, and I think there's lots of people who feel that way, they're simply not going to prove that point. And it's it appears that uh, Joe Biden will be the next president. Trump can poke at this for the next four years he can complain he can continue to litigate but he's not yeah. going to flip this election result um all he's doing now is kind of tarnishing his reputation and he's getting people like rudy giuliani Sidney powell michelle malkin all the conservatives out there are getting sued 
by Dominion and um, others, which is the worst possible result. It's another attempt to muzzle and cancel conservative thought, which in the long run is Um, counterproductive. Before we move on, Tim, what about Middletown's own General Flynn? Widely reported, laid out a plan that what you do in the battleground states, let's just say Pennsylvania, you go into martial law, National Guard called out, no one can leave their home, they're going to have a one-day election, redo the election, do that into the different battleground states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Um, don't you see that there'd be some legal challenges to, I mean, it sounds like a movie on Netflix, but if that was actually, he was laying it out like it could be done with a phone call, but don't you think there'd be some legal aspect to that of if there was suddenly martial law a one day new election and the national guard uh, called out to keep everyone in their homes well that's why not <laughs> many military yeah. people ever get elected to office you got you got u.s grant you got dwight eisenhower but not many others because flint thinks like a military guy not like a politician and it's such an off the wall um inappropriate i mean we can think of many things that are theoretically possible but should never be attempted so is it something that would be fun to discuss in an academic environment as we're kicking around election you know consequences sure but when he says something that provocative he should know better because the media is going to run with it and say look this is what the trump team thinks they want to invoke (laughs) martial law and steal the election yeah i mean he should shut up. He, 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 he was pardoned. He got out of a very bad situation, which should have never happened in the first place. He's tarnishing his ability to ever be part of any future administration if, you know, Trump or somebody like him ever got back in. Mike Flynn's yeah. making himself radioactive, talking, you know, with crazy ideas which should never be attempted. Can you imagine... <laughs> If they attempted uh, yeah. to invoke martial law I in mean, the battleground states, you 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 would have you a revolution. You would have yeah. a revolution. It, he he would be doing exactly what the left right. would be aching oh for him God. to do. They would love to see that happen. For the rest of our lives, he may run for governor of Rhode Island as a Republican. Which nope. I'd love to ask him that question in the debate. Tim, finally uh, uh, on this whole thing, you know, I was. Speaking with someone, as much as I'd love to see the martial, the martial law and they're going to redo it, but I, I was going back and forth with someone on social media, and this person's a big fan of Sidney Powell and saying, like, how dare you, you know, claim that she hasn't done anything? She has witness affidavits. She's one in front of the Supreme Court. Like, who are you to even question her? But uh, unless I miss something, Tim Dodd, I, I, no matter how qualified she may think she is or she feels she has these affidavits, they, they have not. You're, I'm looking at a blank scoreboard. I'm looking at they have not registered any victories, and I don't even see where she's going to be able to argue in front of the Supreme Court. No. No, she's not. Um, I, I'm astonished that she came out oh, swinging yeah. so forcefully. She promised a win. She promised that yes. Joe Biden would be indicted. She promised there'd be criminal prosecutions. She promised that Joe Biden would never be president. Um, she promised that she had an overwhelming amount of evidence that she was going to bring um, to the courts, and it would be so overwhelming that she would not be denied. Um, she's had a successful career. She did a wonderful job, um, whether you like Mike Flynn or not, whether you like Trump or not. She did an extraordinary job for Mike Flynn. But she has not delivered the goods. She has not done anything. She hasn't even made contact with the, you know, she hasn't put the bat on the ball at all anywhere nationally. Uh, All she's done is speak so stridently that she's talked herself into being the defendant in a variety of lawsuits where she's being sued for slander and libel and, you know, character assassination, um, et cetera. So... She's going to be playing a lot of defense going forward for some of the comments that she's made. And apparently, she, it, as of today, no. she hasn't backed them up. Maybe she will. Oh, so future, we can take it. Not Go yet. ahead. Go ahead, Tim. As we've, as, we've, as we've talked about, anytime you're sued for slander or libel, the adage is that truth yeah. is an absolute defense. So as she is sued, 
she will have the ability, if she has the cards to play, to show that she was right and that there was fraud and that these people did conspire to um, to um, tank the election. Now, if she doesn't have the cards to play, she's going to have a real problem. If she does have the cards to play, that provides her another forum to prove her case. And if she proves her case, she kind of vindicates the president by association. He can say, see, look, mm. it really did happen. Um, no, hasn't happened Folks, so take far. A, quick break, a lot more turning Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110-508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, um, boy, that Varsity Blues case that erupted in March of 2019, we're about to it'll almost be it'll be two years in March. And Lori Laughlin, who was certainly, I'd say, uh, to date, that was the biggest name caught up in it. Her daughters getting into USC, had them took pictures of them in uh, I think it was in a crew when, you know, they're in a rowboat and so forth. Well, anyhow, she was finally released from a California prison. There seemed to be a, a much easier way to go. But after everything that they went through and so forth. Um, that puts the end, at least, of her involvement with that whole scandal. Yes, she's. Um, you know, many people argue or complain, I should say, that there are two systems of justice: those for the well-connected and well-funded, and the other system of justice for everybody else. And Lori Laughlin kind of does point out the double standard in the system. She gets out early um, because of a complaint that she's um, a, at risk to be exposed to COVID. Um, her husband is not going to get early release because the court has considered that he was the more involved party and he's going to stay in prison, presumably till April, unless he gets out on a compassionate release because of COVID. Um Remember, these people um, paid a half a million dollar bribe to get their two dopey daughters into USC. It's unbelievable. Now, to compare Lori Laughlin, there's another mom who's also in jail for exactly the same thing. Um, She paid $400,000 to get her kid into the college of their choice. She has asked for compassionate release because of COVID on exactly the same grounds, and she's been denied, whereas Lori Laughlin applies for it and she gets out. Um, Very similar moms, very similar conduct. Um, The other mom is anonymous. No one knows who she is. Everyone knows who Lori Laughlin is, and she got out early. And by the way, while she was in prison, she basically was in um, segregation. 
Um, so she didn't have to mix with the general population. She had her own little wing where she was. Um, not that it's any day at the beach, but um, she well. did pretty easy time and she didn't have to do much of it. So the only thing now she's got, she's on probation for two years and she's got to do a hundred hours oh. of community service. Yeah. That's it. And and Tim, there's done. one name that remains out there also, and that's Cranston's own Gordy Ernst. He was caught up in it. He was, the accusations were Georgetown. He ended up at the coach in the women's tennis coach uh, team at URI. But, and, and since he has not come to any type of uh, arrangement with them, there've been more charges added to him. But something someone had asked me, and I did receive an email somewhat somewhat recently about it, saying, "Did did we know?" And again, it maybe it's just speculation. But in a situation like that, is this the prosecutors that are delaying it, or is it more Earth's team, possibly the defense, saying we need more time? And as they're saying we need more time, the prosecutors keep investigating and coming up with more charges. How is it still hanging out there? Well, I, it could be either side. We just don't know. Um, I would presume that in part it's Gordy's Ernst team who's looking to delay this thing because they're basically de- delaying the inevitable. I think I think he's destined for a prison sentence. I think he's destined for a plea deal at the appropriate time. As we've talked about before, when you become, you know, after the musical chairs goes round and round and people come in and start cutting deals and admitting their involvement, if you're the last person standing and you've got no one else to give up, it's hard to cut yourself a good deal. Um, So he's going to run into that problem. One other reason for the delay uh, could be that if he's really looking for a trial, with COVID, um, it's impossible right. to get a trial right well, now. You can't, I mean, there's been in Rhode Island for comparison purposes, there's been one live trial that was right. the Jeff Britt trial, which was conducted with all sorts of precautions. And that was a bench taken. trial as well. Yeah, I can tell you that <clears throat> yeah. it was a bench trial. That's exactly right. In the family court in Rhode Island, uh, the judges are conducting um, trials um, oh. via WebEx. So if the parties are willing to participate in a trial all by video, the court will make that accommodation. In fact, I believe one of the uh, Superior Court justices is experimenting having a um, WebEx trial with the party's agreement. Um, so that can happen, but if you're a criminal defendant and you say, nope, I don't agree, no, I want a jury, then at least for the moment, he remains on the street, yeah. on bail, um, awaiting his fate, and he can string this thing out for, I would presume, a significant part of 2021. And when the courts do get rolling again with live trials, with juries, etc., there's a tremendous oh. backlog, John. There's lots and lots of people languishing in prison, waiting for their cases to be heard. Um, there's many other types of cases where people are waiting to be heard. So even when the courts get cranking, maybe Gordy wouldn't go to trial oh. in 2021. There's a lot of people ahead of him in line. So he could be on the streets for a considerable period of time before he has to either cut a deal or... You know, uh, before we move on, I, 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 someone from his camp that I would talk to, I, I had heard speculation back in the spring that they were realizing when you see people like Michael Cohen and others getting out early and doing home confinement because of COVID, that, boy, that would have been the time to plead, get sent to a federal uh, detention center. And he's not a violent offender. There's a very good chance he could have been out of COVID. But, boy, that window, Tim Dodd, has passed. Yes, yes, that window has passed. I mean, he sounds like he's... Remember, Lori Laughlin had her lawyers um, beating their chest, saying they were going to win because they had uncovered prosecutorial misconduct. Um, At the end of the day, they still came in and cut the deal. Um, I foresee that um, Gordy Ernst will have to cut the deal. If he goes to trial, he's going to get creamed. Um, Another story, Tim Dodd, and again, folks, it's uh, we're speaking with our legal expert, uh, Tim Dodd. Michigan team died during a game of Russian roulette. Now, we haven't heard about fallout. That seems unimaginable in this day and age. I think of the deer hunter that uh, 
terrible scene where that, that, you know, you saw they were doing that with the prisoners. But I would just wonder in something like this, if, if this happened, we don't know all the details, but if this happened somewhere and there were people involved and there truly was a game or someone else's residence, I, I'm just wondering the culpability if there were, if there truly was a game and there were other people involved, if they are, uh, could find themselves in some kind of legal jeopardy. I, I think that the owner of the gun who perhaps participated in the game or made the gun available so others could play the game um, could get sued civilly for reckless endangerment, um, wrongful death. Um, I, I think there's clearly exposure for the homeowner where this game was being played or the owner of the gun um, to have put this person and the others playing the game at an unreasonable risk of injury or death. Um, and the behavior in allowing this game to proceed could be seen as reckless or irresponsible conduct. So I definitely mm -hmm. think there would be a lawsuit out there. The defense would be that this um, young man, I believe, voluntarily participated in the game. Um, it seems yeah. crazy. I can't no. imagine anyone it's just beyond belief that anyone would sit down and say, oh, let's, yeah. let's do this. I mean, sometimes people, young people don't no, value their life not. as strongly yeah. as folks do as they get a little bit older, but it's an unimaginable Jim, but, situation. Before we take a break, there's another story that's developing and it has to do uh, kind of an offshoot of the Christmas day explosion bomb that went off, if you will, in the RV in Nashville and the new information that we've gotten, initially law enforcement was saying that this suspect, the man that apparently uh, took his own life, that he was not even on their radar. But now a television station, Nashville, reported that apparently last year, 2019, his girlfriend at the time called police and reported and said, my boyfriend, he's, this guy's obsessed with the military, he's upset with uh, bombs and explosions, and he's, he's mixing chemicals, he's making bombs in his RV. I guess the police went out. He wasn't home. They knocked at the door. No one did anything. But I'm just wondering, a lot of those businesses that were terribly damaged and everything else, I, I just wonder if there's some culpability here with the, the police in Nashville for, um, for, for crying out loud. I mean, that's not a call you get every day. My boyfriend's making bombs. And then, you know, it took a while. But a year, a year and a half later, he did, in fact, uh, seemingly detonate a bomb. Well, apparently the cops are now saying that they <laughs> that they went out to this man's RV uh, after the girlfriend called her in her concern, and they knocked on the RV door and no one answered. And they I said, guess "That's well, the end of I that. There's nothing to see here." <laughs> oh, okay, and that's, that's a good defense. <laughs> Holy cow! No, it's and nothing further happened. So they were yeah. aware; they were on notice, and you know, one would presume. If um, girlfriend calls in, you know, my boyfriend's mad at the government, mad at the military, mad at everybody. And he's out making bombs. Um, is that a terrorist threat which would have um, deserved further police follow up? Could they have gotten a warrant to execute and go see what this guy was up to? I think that certainly they had enough yeah. information to get a warrant to um, explore this further and see what was going on because they had reason to believe that there could be terrorist activity in the making of a significant amount of bomb Ooh. material, which obviously he did. He blew up yeah. a city block. Um, can the businesses then sue the police department for negligent police work? I, I don't okay. think that can happen. I, I think there'd be some, you know, governmental immunity for something mm -hmm. like that. Um, I, I just don't see that. Folks, quick phrase, a lot more head. Our uh, legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 
272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's My Health, because folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, this next story is interesting. We've heard about, you know, there's the list of sex offenders. You're deemed a sex offender. You have to register one. Well, the leader of Black Lives Matter inspired type group, he's now calling for the creation of a race offenders registry. If you are whoever you may be, you are a business person and someone claims that somehow uh, there was some kind of a racial incident that they would have this creation of a race offenders registry. Um, I would imagine something like that would uh, would face some legal objections to it. There would definitely be legal objections to it. I, I, I'm not sure what the standard would be. I mean, what what constitutes a race offender? If person A refers to person B with some sort of a racial slur or an ethnic slur or other slur, and we can all imagine what those things might be, is that enough you would have to register as an offender. Is it just speech? Is it just language? Is it just words? Or does there have to be something further? Does there have to be a crime? Or does there not have to be a crime? Right now, we do have laws on the books for things called yep. hate crimes. Um, so if there's a hate crime and you're convicted of a hate crime, there are enhanced penalties. What this Black Lives Matter group has suggested is a much more amorphous thing. Uh, what would constitute being a racial offender? And by the way, let's assume that a minority person referred to a Caucasian yep. per person by some um, racial slur. Um, is everyone 
subject to be part of this um, racial offender registry? You know, we can't, is, is any race susceptible to be part of this registry based upon their words or their conduct, or is it a right. one-way street? Uh, I don't know, but the whole thing sounds preposterous yeah. to me. Um, how about this other story? Tacoma housing uh, now activists. So what happened was there's this travel lodge motel and apparently a group of Antifa, they all check in and now they won't leave. And they're demanding free housing for the homeless uh, uh, until the, their demands are met. It's almost like they're holding this guy's travel lodge hostage. There has to be some, uh, legal re- repercussions that if you own a hotel or a motel that you, I mean, it's one thing to be a landlord, but I, I would think if someone is suddenly making, no, we're not checking out of the hotel. We're making demands now. Um, I don't know. I, I, would you call the police? What, what, there, there has to be some legal uh, course you could take here to dot. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the whole state of Oregon is like through yeah. the looking glass. They're in a totally bizarro world. But if you go to a hotel or a motel, as you know, any, any, any traveler, um, it seems to me when you check in, you've got to give them an imprint of your credit card, yep. right? So I don't know how it is that these people claim that they're there and they're not going to pay the bill. Um, perhaps they stop payment on the credit card. I'm not sure what they're doing, but if they are um, holding over, that's not necessarily a criminal offense. That becomes a money damage case, and the cops might say we're not in a position to do anything about this. Um, it's a dreadful situation. It's a, a new headache for a business owner. I guess in Oregon, where they're not burning businesses down, they're you know making it impossible for this travel lodge location to be successful. Because a, they're not getting paid for these rooms, and b, if you were a tourist going through that part of town, would you want to stay oh, God. at the travel lodge? Yeah, or in. Or all these. I mean, wow. It's crazy. And they are demanding, not asking, they're demanding that they're not going to leave until the, um, I think it's the city of Tacoma, Washington, agrees to free long-term housing for all homeless Hmm. people. Wow. All homeless people. Who's going to pay for that? Um, You know, where's the funding going to come from? People are leaving the state of... um, Washington and droves and Oregon both in droves because there's this anarchy going on in the big cities and who wants right. to be there so they're they're destroying the tax base and now they're saying give us free housing it, it makes no sense economically it makes no sense from a, a societal standpoint um but I guess if the elected officials out there knuckle under, they'll, they'll, they'll get their way. But it seems like we're living in bizarro world. It, it, it's, it's hard to imagine these things are happening in this day the and age. The schools have made a big concerted effort to prevent any form of bullying in the schools. Uh, and everyone has different stories of something like that happening. Now, what about, though, this story, parents of a bullied eight-year-old who died of suicide the courts have ruled they can sue the school district. Now, how does something like that play out, Tim Dodd? Yeah, this is, this is a really, really sad, awful story. Um, this young man started getting bullied in the first grade. He gets bullied in the second grade. He really gets bullied in the third grade to the point that um, the bullies get him in the boys' room they beat him up, they push him against the wall, they knock him unconscious. You know, he's so mortified and it's this relentless conduct that at eight years uh, old, he goes home and commits uh, suicide. And uh, I think of terrible. that. I mean, when I was, if, when you're eight years old, you should be playing yeah. little league and, you know, having a, having a, have a nice childhood. The parents are suing the school district in Cincinnati because they, the claim that they've made an initial showing was that the school um, district acted recklessly in handling the bullies. So number one, they knew that this kid was being bullied, 
but they recklessly fail to handle the bullies appropriately by expelling them, sanctioning them, letting the parents know. Secondly, the school is uh, faulted for failing to inform the parents of this young boy that the bullying was going on. So they didn't let the parents of this kid know, hey, your kid is you know, in a bad way here. He's getting bullied. It's a bad scene. We're doing the best we can. Is he in counseling? What can we do? They didn't tell the parents anything. Hmm. So the parents had no idea uh, their their son was, I think, in the middle of this or maybe to the degree that it was happening. And um, the parents say, you know, you kept us in the dark and you mollycoddled the, the bullies and our kid wound up committing oh. suicide. That is enough of a fact pattern that a court has said, you haven't proved your case parents but you have produced enough evidence that we will allow your case to proceed and you are entitled to a trial based upon this set of facts you know horrible it is. this is horrible and, uh, final story tim dodd is uh and i complain about this sometimes where I, i've said i've gone to a protest and i would always question sometimes some of the reporters that are there i would ask you know to sometimes even out loud as i'm covering it are they a protester over the media are they a reporter or an activist well a former uh, public radio radio reporter uh charged with torching cop cars during the blm protest you you can't uh say i had heard initially i've read one report where they said they were trying to like ingratiate themselves to some of the protesters to show like get insight on the story like hey i'm one of you that that doesn't that doesn't fly i can't John DePietro, I can't ride along with some bank robbers and say, I really want to see what it was like as we go inside and rob the bank. Yes, the, the, the woman in question here was a former reporter for a public radio yep. station. At the time of this incident, she was not employed as a reporter. So she was not on the scene as a reporter. She was a former reporter. But she's on video uh, torching police vehicles at these black, a couple of Black Lives Matters events. Um, she's been charged federally um, with federal offenses for many jurisdictions have federally. In fact, that if you engage in this type of conduct, you can be charged federally, which is much more serious than a state mm. charge because the, when you're in the federal system, it's much harder to plea bargain your way yeah. out of things. Um, now, this, this woman who used to be a reporter and went to these rallies torching police vehicles, she's now claiming to be the president of the Students for a Democratic Ooh. Society. It's the old, S, the old right. SDS. The SDS back in the 60s was blowing up sure. federal buildings. So she is part of that whole, you know, very left-wing militant um, mentality. Um, and when she was a reporter, I would presume, like many reporters, um, we see many who are not so much reporters uh, that they're That's partisans. Right. They're on, they're picking sides, and they're not simply reporting. They're spinning because they're supporting a particular position. Um, and they're partisans, and it's happening nationally, and it's a very disturbing trend in the field of journalism because that's, I guess that's what they're teaching at journalism school, to be a partisan, but that's not traditionally what was supposed yeah, to be More happening. of an activist than a reporter. Folks, he is our uh, legal Absolutely. expert, Tim Dodd. Tim, a fantastic year, and uh, big things ahead. Happy New Year, uh, best wishes, and we will talk to you in 2021.